is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fantasy Football Today podcast. Today, I've got one of the strangest Twitter polls I've ever posted. Just done it really make a ton of sense. Dave is going to talk about the PPR draft, and Jamie, Jamie Eisenberg, not Jamie Erdahl, J-A-M-E-Y, is going to talk about disgusting candy that he's going to force me to eat as we welcome you to the show on Thursday the 15th, right? Yeah, post-Valentine's Day. It is. Yeah. Great job. Great interview by with Jamie Erdahl on Monday. She loves football. She does. Which yeah. is, it should be a requirement in life in general, but certainly in this <laughs> In this job and in this world that we're in. Would you and, like to uh, Jamie you Erdahl's story from the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Jamie and I were um, both interviewing Jay Ajayi. And when I say both interviewing, we were about 20 people, at least maybe 50 oh, people. Yeah. Oh, so it was um, like media night. It was media night. I'm sorry. On media night. And she's standing there with her camera crew. I'm just standing there kind of listening to what. Jay is saying, and I, and I know Jay a little bit from uh, his his training sessions down here in South Florida. First name basis. Yes, me and the Jay train. <laughs> um, so as you're well aware of how Media Night works, there's some quirky people that tend to do some interviews. So this um, very pleasant woman walks up to Jay and says, "Hi, Jay. Can I show you? Can I do my uh, British accent for you?" To which I look over and I see Jamie's face, and she rolls her eyes. <laughs> And Jamie is as Minnesota nice as Minnesota nice gets. But she, if looks could kill, she would have killed this woman because this woman proceeded to ask Jay Ajayi questions in the most awful British accent possible. It wasn't even good. He, he was very nice and, you know, uh, entertaining her attempts at, uh, uh her British accent. So but, awkward. um, yeah, Jamie was not thrilled at all. Really? No, I didn't know that. There was that side to her. She hates English people, apparently. I think no, she hates people I attempting know. to do, uh, no, she probably she's hates joking. people interrupting her awesome yeah, probably, interviews. Probably. It's a good thing we closed the door on the interview that we had with Jamie earlier this week. Close the door? Because otherwise people would have interrupted her and then oh, she'd yeah. roll her eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so listen, everybody. Here we go. Uh, let's start the show. Larry Fitzgerald, by the way, is coming back. That's crazy. Offensive coordinators That's have been crazy? hired. It's crazy that he's so good. Uh, you, no, that's not crazy. You didn't know what you were saying. It, it, I believe he's 35 catches away weird from day for me. passing T.O. for second all-time receptions. I had such a good lunch earlier. Dave took me to lunch. Great lunch. Really happy That would it. suggest that I bought lunch for you, you I which was, I didn't. You should have. I should have. Dave, what did you have for lunch today? I had this really nice rice bowl with chicken. It was a fresco mix. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Dave got the burger, but... Luckily, his wife doesn't listen to the podcast. So here we go. Email of the day is from John in Toledo at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Since Valentine's Day has arrived, I thought I would ask a question regarding it. Who is your fantasy Valentine for 2018? A player you loved in 2017 that you think you'll draft everywhere. Whether or not you factor in draft value is up to you, but I thought this would get interesting. It's actually something we do on the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast every Valentine's Day. A player we love for the season. So what about on football? What well, are you thinking? I would buy this person a Valentine's Day card that said, would you get in my car, son? And it's for Chris Carson because <laughs> I've taken him in the two drafts that we've done so far. I really think he's a good player. I have no idea 
how he is coming back from this injury. Certainly expect Seattle to add running backs, but I also expect them to add offensive linemen. I know there will be competition there, and if Chris is as good as he was last summer, I think he'll end up being the main guy in that backfield. And now you guys are on a first-name basis. I like it. He he took me to dinner. <laughs> I had a rice bowl. Jamie, do you have someone you love? Um, we've done two drafts so far, and I've taken Matt Breida in both. So, you know, with the fact that Carlos Hyde's a free agent, we'll see where he ends up playing. But I think Breida showed enough last year that he's going to have at least an 8-10 to 10 touch role with the 49ers and, and could end up being a starter. So that's a guy that I'm looking at right now. So would your Valentine's Day card say, Hey, football player, when you come over to my house, I'll roll out the welcome, Matt. <laughs> that A Valentine's Day card would say that because they're awful. That's uh, the point. Yeah. I don't know who my player is. I really don't have anyone. I'm not feeling the love right now. Maybe I like Nelson Aguilar. I feel like he's good. I can't come up with something with Aguilar. Maybe Nelson? Full Nelson? Uh, Are you ready? I'd like to put you in a full Nelson. Oh, Let's go. First one right now. I'm All opening right. the box. First one. We're going for more than one. Oh, there's at least five. So no, 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 no. I'm doing one. No, I'm doing one. In no. case this you guys forgot, no. I'm doing one, and that's it. That's uh, fine. Uh, 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 uh. All right. So bean boozled are the candies where it might be a delicious flavor. It might be a terrible flavor. You don't know until you start to chew it. Yeah. Adam owes us one from oh, something he did. No, no, no. I, I tried. You gave me like four gave months old, old ones. Stay Remember he ones. spit it out, so I don't know if that one counts. So he spit them all out. He's two. never swallowed one. No, that's true. All right. Uh, coming up on the show, our PPR draft will review it. We will also give you intriguing players this offseason for every team, each team in the AFC South and the NFC South. And your emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Dave Untouched. is spinning the wheel. I am currently holding the wheel of Bean Boozled. Now, would you like me to give it a practice spin? I don't Or do care. you want to just go through it? You're care. holding the box right now with all of the Bean Boozled. These are fresh. These are fresh as in just they've been the in a sealed box what am on I Heath's. Eating? They've been in a sealed box on Heath's desk for like three months. I, I can't do this. Guys. Yes, you can. I can't do this. Just, there's a chance. I don't react. There's I like don't a 50, react 50 well chance that this, you don't you're want, about, you might eat a delicious jelly bean. Go. For example, you might get. Just spin it. Lime or lawn clippings. But what if it's uh, lime? That one can't be too All right, bad. hold on. Are, are you ready? Ones here? Let's do a spin. No, lime or, lime or lawn. Oh. No, no, no. We, you it? have to spin. It right. might land on All that, right, but there's like 12 different flavors. And we go. Oh, it landed almost on lime or lawn clippings, but instead you get peach or barf. So I believe that it's this one right there. That guy. This one? It might be delicious peach. It could be Listen, delicious barf. I need to talk to you. I can't <laughs> do it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I can't do this. Is there a diet restriction that you have yes. with jelly beans? You do. Yes, I can't. What is it? I can't Can you tell explain you. It? It just, it's just a you secret. You should be embarrassed to talk it's to us. Secret. We've known each other for years. You're lying. I can't do this. I took You're you out to lunch today. I can't do this. I, I just guys, watched you eat a whole rice bowl. If this is barf, I can't do this. It's. I, Would I you like me to spin again? No, please Just don't make get, me do this. I will make you do that one. Nope. Let's spin a different. Nope, Let's please. get a different one. Nope. I, guys, I can't do it. No, nope. please. I, I'm so embarrassed by it. I truly cannot do this bean boozle challenge. All right, I just spun it again. You can tell me if you like this one or not. It's either going to be a juicy pear or a, or a booger. No, Let's go. We keep Would it make you feel better ones? if I did one with you? No, I don't want to do this. I like I really can't do it. Let's right. let's just take a ten minute break. Right, give me, give let's me, give take me a time, ten minute break. Larry Fitzgerald is coming back for a fifteenth season. That's you, crazy. Would you believe? 
Larry Fitzgerald was number eight in standard, number five in PPR last year, and he'll be 35 years old this summer. He's coming back again for his 15th season. He has 109, 107, and 109 catches in his last three years. Is it time for me to stop doubting Larry Fitzgerald? Is he in line for 100 catches again? Who's the quarterback there? Does it matter? Because he actually averaged slightly, slightly, slightly more fantasy points per game, basically even with Carson Palmer and without Carson Palmer. I think it matters with the coaching change, too, because you know Bruce Arians certainly not going to be afraid to throw the ball no matter the situation. And we'll see what they decide to do. Depend. I think if there's a veteran quarterback in place that they'll have some trust with, let's say Kirk Cousins, that's probably going to be somebody that they let him have a little bit more free reign. Probably Case Keenum as well. But if it's a rookie... That could be a bad thing for Larry Fitzgerald. What about the rest of the receiving core? Because that's an issue that I think they're going to have to deal with. See, that I don't think really matters when it comes to him because he's had so many different cast of characters around him the last couple of seasons. John Brown hasn't been healthy. J.J. Nelson hasn't been consistent. You know, Do they have a field stretcher? Because they had a bunch. Yeah, J.J. Nelson's still there. Uh, is he, he is. Yeah, he's okay. under contract. Okay. Chad Williams. It's, it's both Browns are, are free agents as of now. And right. I get the feeling Jerron's got a better chance to be back than John. Well, are you going to uh, – well, you already have your rankings out. Where is Larry Fitzgerald? Is he a top 20 receiver? Absolutely. Yes. He's uh, he's a number one guy for me in PPR. Still, yeah. Makes sense. It's it's pretty unbelievable what he's doing. About 1,100 yards or so, six touchdowns each of the last two seasons for Larry Fitzgerald. And, um, yeah, top, top eight this year and last year. I believe he was 17th in standard but 10th in PPR, so – Two straight years as a top 10 wide receiver in PPR. Also, he was pretty involved in the red zone. 21 red zone targets, 11th most in the NFL. That includes tight ends, every position. Uh, only seven targets inside the 10-yard line. So we'd like to see that go up a little bit. All right, next news item here. Let's talk about all the offensive coordinators who have been hired. Um, and, you know, for the Colts, for the Giants, even for the Jets, I mean, they're just promoting their quarterback coach. I'm not sure that much is – well, you tell me. You got You got Nick Sirianni. Going from the Chargers wide receiver coach to the Colts offensive coordinator, Mike Shula being hired as the Giants offensive coordinator, but both of those, uh, both of those teams have offensive minded head coaches who will call the plays. Call, will call the plays, right? So these guys aren't play callers; they're just guys who will do what Frank Reich did in Philadelphia. Right? They'll help manage what the game plan is going to be from game to game. And. Uh, J- Jeremy Bates being promoted from quarterback coach to offensive coordinator of the Jets. That's a little different there? because he is going to be the play caller for the okay. Jets. But it's a role he's had before. Okay, so I don't. I mean, this isn't like stuff we have to crunch and break down. The Niners signed Daniel Kilgore, their center, to a three-year contract extension. The Steelers will no longer wear the Bumblebee uniforms. How about that? They're retiring them, huh? Them. They are awful. I don't think they liked them either. Yeah. What about the Optimus Prime uniforms? What are those? Oh, Bumblebee. Yeah, I like that. I was watching Transformers 2 the other day. Sometimes you don't realize it until later. That is a dreadful movie. That is one of the all-time worst until Transformers 3 came out, which is even worse. Uh, what about the, re- the reboots? Have you seen Oh, with Megan F- – no, wait, Megan Fox was in the Ninja Turtles reboot, right? Yes. That I watched about five minutes of and was embarrassed for my for humanity. I didn't see the other – No, the Mark Wahlberg Transformers? No, I didn't see that. Did you? How Wait a minute, it? that was a reboot? Well, yeah, they got rid of Shia LaBeouf. But uh, How it's was still it? the same Optimus Prime. Sure. Yeah, it's the same story. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. 
John Gruden said he hopes the Raiders can get the best out of Michael Crabtree. The best value out of what they traded for. <laughs> you think so? You don't think this? Means I mean, he's it's bad? hard to say. You know, th- this seems like it could be a power struggle going on because Reggie McKenzie, the general manager, said, and I believe it was at the end of the season, or at least hinted at the end of the season. I don't think he said it, but um, there was a report that Crabtree will not be part of the Raiders this year. So. I'm sure if you're looking at it from Gruden's perspective, he would like to have him around. Yeah. They save almost eight million bucks if they cut him. That's so, that's good. I chunk. believe they've got a decent amount of cap space, so there shouldn't be any pressure. Yeah, they could also restructure him still too. Okay. That's Michael Crabtree. Uh, Ty Montgomery, ESPN speculating, uh, that he could move back to wide receiver, which I actually, I drafted him in this PPR draft. I actually had that in mind when I drafted him. If he's running back eligible and he moves back to wide receiver, like that would be, Pretty awesome. First time I ever heard it was out of Jamie's mouth. And it made sense when he said it, and it makes perfect sense now. You get rid of Randall Cobb. He's got an expensive contract. We also had an emailer, by the way. If you remember when Jamie said that, I said, oh, we have an email who had the same thought. So, so I just want to. So one of them stole it from the other. No, they both independently came up with it. Someone's a crook. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. And to ask the question, well, does that mean you could still start him as a running back next year? I don't think so. You think he if he change? goes to camp as a wide receiver, he will be a wide receiver. Might be worth owning as a wide receiver. Yeah, sure. Right. Anybody that gets 50-plus catches has a chance. Okay. Should be drafted, at least. And then this is inter- interesting here. Jeff Legwald, the Broncos reporter for ESPN, he thinks Denver will move on from C.J. Anderson, and they want to make Devontae Booker their number one running back. And this guy's had chances and really... Hasn't like he's produced for fantasy at least he did it's, in 2016, it's, but it's, I don't think it's really so a total fair basis of comparison or basis of judgment to say he's like where he is right now. Booker, Be- yeah, because he played the nine games without Anderson in 2016 when Anderson was hurt with that bad offensive line and bad quarterback play, and then he comes back this year and he's part of a three-headed competition, three-headed uh, backfield, right. You know, I think when he's had opportunities, you're right. The numbers are not great. Yeah. Under four yards per carry. Right. You know, he, he's he's shown some flashes, and and remember, he's not young. He came into the NFL 24, so it's not like we're talking about a, a a fresh prospect. But my guess is it would still be a, a committee. You know, D'Angelo Henderson would hopefully get an opportunity, but they're going to add somebody else. You know, whether it's a mid round draft pick or or still another free agent off the street, if they get rid of Anderson altogether. I mean, they, that that's just something again that's being speculated. And Booker was not drafted in either of the drafts we've done, standard or PPR. Oh, he was. He, he was, was drafted. He was PPR. round nine by Chris Towers. What? Well, what's what's going on with Control F? Why isn't it working? Uh. Okay. Well, that's on me then. So, with that said, um, those are your news and notes for for today. No, 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 no. Did you guys see the two bills? Not yes. Yet. It's good. It's not good. Yeah, interesting stuff. Anytime you get Belichick to open up on things, yeah, it's refreshing yeah. because he doesn't normally do that. But it's also like great because he's got wealth of knowledge, and it was an amazing experience from his life that he was able to go deep on. It was very cool. So I tweeted out that you're going to take your bean boozled like a man today. No, you were wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> One of our former uh, colleagues, a. Uh, a member of the fantasy community, uh, Daniel Dobish, uh, replied and said that his son loves the barf and dead fish, but actually threw up playing the game. 
and when he played, he got toothpaste. So he's very thrilled. Oh, that, that's must I, be nice. I heard that toothpaste is like the easiest bad flavor oh, to well. deal with. <laughs> what does that tell you about what I expect to be eating before the end? Yeah, we're going to make sure it doesn't go. land on it. You want? Let's do another spin just no, to see no, what comes let's, up. Let's talk football. Actually, let's talk about something even more important here. And that's eHarmony, one of our newest sponsors. Listen, we want you to sign up on eHarmony and use the code FFT at checkout because you'll get uh, a free month on eHarmony when you sign up for a three-month subscription. Again, you enter FFT at checkout. So, look, it was Valentine's Day. I hope all of you had someone special in your life. But if you don't, it's a perfect time to get on eHarmony. This is the uh, the online dating site that is unlike the other online dating sites. I've tried online dating way before, way back before I met my wife, and unsuccessful. I tried multiple sites. I never tried eHarmony. I totally regret it. It's taken steps that other dating sites don't take in order to find you a more compatible match. This is a website that is built to help you find lasting, meaningful relationships. It is not a shallow hookup site, and eHarmony has helped over a million people find their match. So stop waiting. Start your journey to a satisfying, meaningful relationship. We all know it can be fun. Go on the apps that are just for hooking up and whatever. But when you're ready for something special, something meaningful, there's one app that's built to bring you real love. That is eHarmony. So come see how eHarmony can change your life. Go to eHarmony.com and get started. And the promo code is FFT at checkout. You get a free month if you sign up for a three-month subscription. FFT at checkout on eHarmony.com. What are you laughing at? Somebody calling you out? Yeah, well, I'm willing to accept it, but I just can't do this. All right, here's a here's a weird Twitter poll. I said it requires some thinking. It's probably easier than I let on. People are smart. For your fantasy squad, you can have one running back and one wide receiver from the same NFL team. You must select one of each position. Of these four choices, which NFL team gives you the best running back-wide receiver combo? The Rams. The Bengals. The Vikings or the Eagles? The Rams, the Bengals, the Vikings, or the Eagles? A running back and a wide receiver. Who do you want? What do you think? Who won? No, who do you want? Who would you pick? Oh, uh, I would take Brandon LaFell and Giovanni Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the Bengals are in third place right now, Jamie. So, so yeah, we're looking at like... Couldn't gir- I just take the Rams to get Gurley? Yeah, of and course. And then Cooper Cup to... Of course, you can Supplement. do that. Well, the, the results, they're still coming in. We got about a thousand votes. They're very interesting. The Rams are at 41%. The Vikings are at 40%. The Bengals are at 14%. And the Eagles are at 5%. I was almost tempted to go with the Eagles with an Ajayi Alshon combo. I gave you somebody who could speak to you in a British accent if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> Talk you off that ledge. <laughs> Is it that stupid? No. Should, should it be 5%? I mean, that's what surprises me. What's the format? I didn't specify. Half PPR. That's what you always say. <laughs> yes, half PPR. So the Rams, Bengals, Vikings, or Eagles, a running back and yeah, a wide receiver. Who would you take? I mean, I voted Rams to get Gurley and Robert Woods. Uh, so that was uh, my initial vote because I think you get the number one running back and the Rams' best receiver. And, Dave, you're going Rams also? Yes. So Vikings are number two, basically tied with the Rams. And that's a good one. I think one. the way most people probably approach it is they rank the running backs and then they just kind of go that way. Apparently, yeah. But if they're ranking the wide receivers, it'd be the Bengals because A.J. Green is consensus the best, you know, highest ranked of any of the wide receivers. Uh, and be, then Mixon could have a big. If you're going by the wide receivers, you'd probably go Bengals, Vikings, Eagles, Eagles Rams. Eagles, Rams, yeah. Yeah. 
All right, so you guys say the Rams. I probably would too. Well, that was boring. Well, the Steelers are the king of this contest anyway. Ready to spin? Here it is. No. You want to? You want to see another flavor? No, I can't do it. It's you know. You're I'm really a, I'm a not going to follow I'm a through. Wuss. I can't do it. Yeah, I can't do it. <sighs> Give me those jelly beans. Come on. Uh, you want Let one? Let me show you how it's done. No, I, I want to motivate you. To actually do it. All right. So I've landed. Can you at least call them the jelly bellies? Because they like give the brand. Which the... one is it? Is it this one? Peach. Peach <laughs> well, now you just took a good no one. No problem. Away. Now no, I'm more fault. likely to get barf. It could have been yours. Oh, God. It's probably barf, and he's just like, eh, it's peach. Barf. Um, you want to talk about uh, the PPR draft? Yeah. Okay. So what, what were your observations? This was 12 teams, two running backs, two wide receivers. Tight end kicker defense and a flex. So I'm sure a lot of people have a uh, wide receiver as their flex. And it was 15 rounds. What were your observations from this one? Uh, so in comparing this to our standard draft, which we did last week, there were 17 – there were 19 running backs drafted in the first three picks, first three rounds. So first 36 picks, 19 running backs. Uh, no quarterbacks in the first three rounds. This time it flipped. There were 17 running backs drafted in the first three rounds, 19 – Wide receiver, tight ends. So the change in format swung it, you know, the, uh, in that direction. In the first round of the standard draft, there were four receivers drafted. This time there were six. Um, so, and a couple guys got pushed up into the first round that weren't there. The last time one was Kamara, who should have been in the first round in the standard draft. And the other one was Keenan Allen. Okay. So did you find that like the top 15 picks or so or 20 picks were more or less the same people, just different order? Like guys, get, yep. you know, owners getting like one running back, one wide receiver. Yep, I'd say whatever. it's probably the first. Looks like eighteen picks. Eighteen, yeah. Because Fournette went the fifth pick in the second round. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, Gronk was a second round pick in both formats. So I guess you could say the first seventeen picks. Okay, and the first quarterback off the board in the standard draft was Aaron Rodgers, in the middle of the fourth round, so around fortieth overall. And do you do you know where Rodgers went in this? Uh, he went earlier. He went at thirty seventh overall. <laughs> what? Wow, but I mean that was you know, the, that was a swing pick. Somebody picking on the end, yeah. Right. Okay. The next quarterback did not go until the following round. So Brady was the second quarterback off the board in round five. Yeah, like Larry Fitzgerald, just to stay topical, third pick of round four, one pick after I took Brandon Cooks. I will say that I passed on Fitzgerald just as I did in the standard draft because not knowing the. Scenario of what he would do. Right, exactly. Now, question is, would I have taken Cooks or Fitzgerald if, if I, like today? I think I probably still would have gone Cooks. I think Fitzgerald would not have gotten out of the third round. Sure. Uh, alright, so fine. So, well, no, cause he was... Thielen, Cooks, Fitzgerald were the three wide receivers who went back to back to back. Yeah, but I, I think I would take Larry Fitzgerald over Alshon Jeffrey and PPR easily. All right, well, I'm just saying hypothetically of those three, huh? Thielen, Cooks, Fitzgerald, how do you rank them? Fitzgerald, Cooks, Thielen. All right, Dave, you actually went with uh, three wide receivers with your first three picks in the standard scoring league, which was, you know, we talked about that Experimental a lot. Experimental and weird. Yeah, and they were the only three receivers you took. What did you do in this draft? Well, I had the number one pick, so taking Todd Gurley first. Nice. Kind of easy to do. And when I was up for my swing picks in rounds two and three, I was hoping that the top two players left on my board would be players that fit into not just need, but players that were worth taking there, and it happened. Tyreek Hill, I think he fell to me. I love getting him uh, in any type of a draft. Last pick in round two, that was great. 
and I'm not in love with LaShawn McCoy, but I think that he uh, can still squeeze out another decent year, and he'll catch a lot of passes in Buffalo. So he was my top pick in round three. There were the last two guys, I want to say in my top 25-ish. Well, it couldn't have been top 25-ish because there were only 23 picks when it came back to me, but call it top 20. Okay. Very happy to get them both. And then I was just able to kind of play it by ear, leaned a little bit more on wide receiver when I was up with my next two picks. I got Golden Tate and Devin Funches then. And uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to stick to the strategy. Tate. Yeah, it's a good one in PPR. I think it's going to be a good one. I don't know if it's going to be a great one. I, I could see his catches going down a little bit with the Lions uh, improving their run game this offseason. Uh, well, what's interesting about PPR is, you know, like a lot of people go receiver heavy, understandably, but the running backs that catch passes might be, might be the most valuable players or might have the biggest boost from sure, one format to the, to the not other. Not only do they touch the ball more than wide receivers do, but now those types of running backs are getting 50 catches a year. Yeah. So you, ha- for example, instead of taking Gurley number one was, you know, an easy call, but instead of taking two wide receivers, you took uh, Tyreek Hill and LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy caught 59 passes last year, 50 the year before. So don't just fall into the trap of, oh, I gotta take two receivers at, with my second and third round picks. A running back who catches passes is very valuable. And that's part of the reason why I was comfortable taking McCoy there. Right. I'm gonna be comfortable taking McCoy at the top of round three in any draft. He won't be there though. I don't think he will be either. You know, and you I'm worried so? that he'll get overpicked a little bit. What do you mean he won't be there? In standard, he won't or? fall to twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, no. Uh, in a that, standard well, draft. Okay, what about in PPR? Do you expect him to be there in PPR? Or do you think he just went? No, late? I, I think he'd actually get he picked a little bit sooner than that. See, but who, I, I think who, the general who, who public is still going to take Lashawn McCoy earlier than we would. Who went ahead of Lashawn McCoy that that you're surprised about? It's not really about a surprise. I just don't think what Dave said. I don't. I don't think the general public is going to look at a featured guy that's had as much production as he has. And has really shown no sign of decline yet, even though he's starting to hit those numbers. But I think we have to start to reevaluate those numbers as the, you know, body changes. Sure. Okay. But I guess all I'm saying is like, it seemed like a perfectly reasonable place for him to go. I, I, again, I don't disagree with you. Do you I just, think he I will think go it, earlier? I think based on our drafts versus average draft position, there's going to be not the same. It's not going to mirror each other. Like, I mean, do you, you expect, know. do you expect LaShawn McCoy to be taken before Mark Ingram? In some yes. drafts, yes. Would I do it? No. The one that was interesting was Christian McCaffrey, three picks ahead of LeSean McCoy. In PPR. But yeah. in PPR, though. I haven't ranked that way. Would McCaffrey have 80 catches last year? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> right. So, are you still getting a really, you're still getting very good players, 25 picks in, LeSean McCoy off the board there. Uh, I was seriously considering taking Devontae Adams over AJ Green. Um, you took Devontae Adams seven picks later. That I was think, Jamie. Yeah, yeah, that was a great pick. I don't know if he's in the minds of fantasy drafters if Devontae Adams is in the elite tier yet. Oh, he is. In your uh, mind. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but he is. You know, yeah. and um, again, you know, take it for what it's worth. I talked about the Pro Bowl. He seemed really genuine in the fact that he was proud of how he got to the Pro Bowl this year that did it without Rodgers. And you know, I said to him, I said, that's something that, you, you know, you kind of take a little bit more pride in knowing that you didn't have him for most of the season. He said, yeah, you know, most people look at us and they say, we're a product of our quarterback, and he's obviously the best in the business. But, you know, I think I opened some people's eyes by showing that I could play. And yeah. he probably did. I mean, you know, he, yeah. he he had a great stretch without Rodgers. 
All right, so just to speak more generally, generally Plus, if they do lose it. potentially both Nelson and Cobb, which could still happen. Let's go through the first few rounds, and we'll just give quick thoughts, and then we'll talk about sort of how we structured our teams. Gurley, Bell, Antonio Brown, David Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins, Ezekiel Elliott. That's your top six. Gurley, Bell, Brown, David Johnson, Hopkins, and Ezekiel Elliott. Jamie took uh, Johnson. I think the most interesting thing here is that comparing standard to PPR, Ezekiel Elliott drops from third to six. And these are going to be the first six names taken in every single draft. He had 32 catches, Ezekiel Elliott, I guess. In 12 games. Yep. Good he had 32 the year before. Or not 12. Uh, 12 10. 10 games. 10 games. Okay, so he was on pace for what? For about 50 catches, about, actually. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, so should he drop behind DeAndre Hopkins and Antonio Brown and David Johnson in PPR? Zeke? Uh, yeah. yeah. I okay. mean, you know, it depends on what you want. If you want to take a running back receiver, he's behind Johnson for me. I mean, you know, what David Johnson did two years ago, I think is certainly capable of what he's... He's capable of replicating that. I've got him fourth. I've, I still have him ahead of Brown and Hopkins in PPR. I planned on Johnson going at three, so I was going to take Antonio Brown at four. Okay, and you took Johnson instead because mm-hmm. Brown went third. Now, here's another way to think of it. you got one of those early picks, and you're deciding between Ezekiel Elliott or, or Hopkins or Brown. The wide receivers that would have been available to you, you could have gotten fortunate and had Devontae Adams fall to you, as, as Jamie did in round two at, with the ninth pick of round two. But if not that, you're looking at Hilton, Tyreek Hill, Jarvis Landry, Diggs, Baldwin, I Jeffrey. put Fitzgerald there. Okay, Fitzgerald. Um, the running backs, you could get Devontae Freeman, McCaffrey, LaShawn McCoy. And then there's a drop-off. I was planning on McCaffrey. Had Adams not been there. So you could have started your team. Would you rather start your team Antonio Brown and Christian McCaffrey or David Johnson and Devontae Adams? Okay, fine. David Johnson and Devontae Adams. Put Tyreek Hill there if you want. I think we'll put Hill there just because I, I speculate Adams will get pushed up a little bit. So Tyreek Hill and David Johnson or Antonio Brown and Christian McCaffrey. When I saw I was picking fourth, I actually thought those were my first two picks were Antonio Brown and Christian McCaffrey. And instead you ended up with Devontae Adams and David Johnson. Mm-hmm. Well, which do you like better? Uh, Probably in the long run, Brown and McCaffrey. Interesting. Yeah, I, I like Adams and Johnson. Yeah, I, they're both I, I, in my I top fifteen. I, I think the fact that Adams fell makes that a little. Yeah. Better. Okay. Next six picks in round one: Beckham, Camara, Camara, the fourth, fifth running back off the board. Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Kareem Hunt, Keenan Allen. I was like doing backflips getting Kareem Hunt at eleven, even in a mock draft. Yeah. Fifty-three catches for him. Now I ended up, you know, in full disclosure, I drafted for Scott White because he was a little bit busy with some baseball stuff. Oh yeah, freaking out about the humidor. So um, I was actually thrilled for him to get Michael Thomas, and then yep. who he got in round two. Right. So again, the final six picks of round one were were um, Beckham, Kamara, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Kareem Hunt, Keenan Allen, and then Dalvin Cook. And I'll tell you why. Well, keep going, sorry. AJ Green to me. Mm-hmm. And Melvin Gordon Scott. So I looked at it as I like Michael Thomas as the fourth best receiver this year. He was, I think, the third best receiver last year. And I saw, okay, Kareem Hunt's still available. Melvin Gordon's still available. Dalvin Cook's still available. LaShawn McCoy's still available. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to gamble that if I take the receiver here for Scott, I can get one of those running backs around too. Uh, yeah, and you did. You got Melvin Gordon, and Melvin Gordon going 15th overall is great. 
And I think it's interesting you look at the last three teams, picks 10, 11, and 12, all went running back wide receiver. And Dave, Jamie wasn't on the show, but when I made that horribly convoluted point about um, getting two players that you love when you're picking late, it doesn't matter what order you take them in. This is kind of what I meant. Here are the last three teams to pick, 10, 11, and 12, what they ended up with. Scott White, draft, Jamie drafted the team, got Michael Thomas and Melvin Gordon. I got Kareem Hunt and A.J. Green. R.J. White got Keenan Allen and Dalvin Cook. We all have one running back. We all have one wide receiver. We all probably love our starts. I think that's what you're going to see from most people in drafts, and it's not necessarily just from the 10, 11, and 12 spots. I think a lot of people are going to want to – I don't know how many people are going to be – committed to taking two running backs or two wide receivers with their first two picks. And because of that uncertainty, they'll middle it and say, all right, I'm going to take one of each. I agree. And the good news is that if you're picking anywhere in round one, you're going to find somebody at the other position that you'll like when you're up in round two. If you extend it, though, to other players, to other owners in this league, the two guys that drafted before that. So Will Brinson and George Maselli. George went running back, running back with Alvin Kamara and Leonard Fournette. And Will went receiver, receiver with Julio Jones and Mike Evans. So they took the opposite approach, just stretching it out a little bit further than your uh, three guys. Okay, sure, but they might have conviction on why they did that. For example, the one that took two wide receivers might have wanted to take a similar approach to what I did in our non-PPR draft. Yeah, but Will, for example, could have easily taken Julio Jones and Leonard Fournette. Mm -hmm. Uh, George could have easily gone with... Uh, Alvin Kamara and Devontae Adams if he wanted to. So they had the choice of taking still very good players at their respective positions. And so they clearly like those guys and like starting with those double players at that same spot. Okay. So I, I want to, I want to bring up those two teams actually. Brinson and Maselli, right? Let's compare the teams and see which we like better. Cause they picked back to back. What were they? Seven and eight or eight and nine? They were eight and nine. And Will, like you said, went two receivers with his first two picks, Evans and Julio, Julio and Evans. George went with Kamara and then Fournette. Let's see which team we like better, because they both waited on quarterback. Will's team, Matthew Stafford, Jay Ajayi, Chris Thompson, Julio Jones, Mike Evans, Zach Ertz, and Julian Edelman. All right, Stafford, Ajayi, Chris Thompson. That's a lot of catches. Julio Jones, Evans, Zach Ertz, and Julian Edelman. You can take a look at the benches if you want. I think it's too confusing for the listeners. Uh, I mean, the, the the one guy or the two guys I think that jump out because probably people are going to look at Chris Thompson and say, I don't know if I want him as a starter. Mm-hmm. He could have the starting running back for the Giants in Wayne Gallman, and he could have the starting running back for the Jets in Bilal Powell. All right, so, so he, do, a, he does you know, have some some decent bench options. It's a solid bench. team. I like George better at quarterback, but it's might be splitting hairs. Will's going to be better at tight end because he has Ertz. But here's George's team with the two running backs with his first two picks. He has Garoppolo and Roethlisberger. He has Kamara, Fournette, Des Bryant, and Alshon Jeffrey, Evan Ingram, and then Cooper Cup at flex. And just my initial reaction is I like Will's team a lot better. In this format. Yeah. Even though, you know, Kamara, Fournette, it's a strong start. Garoppolo and Roethlisberger, Kamara, Fournette, Alshon Jeffrey, Des Bryant, Evan Ingram, Cooper Cup. I don't, you know, he could be weak at number two receiver with Bryant. He's got like a fine flex with Cooper Cup, but nothing great there. And then I have, I, you know, I think we all have some reservations about Evan Ingram. He probably took him at the right spot, but you don't know how Ingram's going to be with Beckham back. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a great team in this format, 
unless a lot of things happen, but there has to be a lot of things happening. Dez has to regain his form. Who knows if he's still on the Cowboys? Alshon's got to go from a 65 catch guy to at least an 80 catch guy. You know, you're, you're hoping Cooper Cup remains as, as viable as he was a year ago. I think he will be, but it's hard to, you know, guarantee that. It's like his, his strengths, his running backs are strength. Who are we talking about? George? Leonard Fournette and, right. and Fournette, right. So, so just based on this, this one example of, of Will versus George, Two receivers looks a lot better than two running backs. In this format. In this form, yeah, yeah, PPR. Like well, if you were to say standard, I would say George has a better team. I, yes. I hate George's pick of Des Bryant. He took him at 41st overall. He took him ahead of Amari Cooper, mm. Demarius Thomas, Josh Gordon, even Marvin Jones. Well, I that think ch- that changes things. That changes be better. things. And just some other receivers that were taken after, you know, you might take Des ahead of them, you might not, but Golden Tate, Devin Funches, Allen Robinson, Juju, and Julian Edelman. Yeah, they the all guy went. There is, is Funches. So I, I don't think that there's. I, I think he took Des too early, and I think that kind of sabotages his whole team. It's not See, a good I, point. I, I think another thing is also like, if you're not sold on Garoppolo, I, I'm assuming he. Well, I'm guessing he took Roethlisberger first. I don't know, but he's got Roethlisberger and Garoppolo, and he's got Evan Ingram and Njoku. Though, while while Njoku has certainly a ton of upside, and obviously, if you if you go Roethlisberger over Garoppolo, wherever you prioritize it. I don't know if that's the best strategy either when you could – like I don't, I don't want to double up on those two spots. I'd, I'd rather speculate, and in his case, just based on the strength of his running backs, on another receiver somewhere along the lines. I don't mind it because he's strong at running back. But he doesn't yeah, have a lot of depth there. Makes sense. He's got no, Burkhead and P. Ryan. That's it. Right. But at least he's got two young, high-potential running backs on his squad already. And he can always cut one of those guys that he had to. To find another running back once the season starts. All right. So you, I, I think actually, you know, before you pointed out who he took Des Bryant over, it was an obvious call that I liked Will's approach better. But if you do replace Des with like Amari Cooper or something, and it looks a lot better, then maybe you can make, you can make either strategy work, which I'm sure you can. All right. Back to the draft results. So round two was uh, Dalvin Cook, AJ Green, Melvin Gordon, Mike Evans. Evans or Devontae Adams, guys, who you like? Adams. Okay. Um, Leonard Fournette, middle of round two. And that compared to the standard draft, Fournette went in the middle of round one. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, Mark Ingram, Devontae Freeman, Devontae Adams, Devontae Parker, Devontae Freeman, Devontae Adams, Christian McCaffrey, T.Y. Hilton, and Tyreek Hill. Um, Mark- Do you like T.Y. Hilton going in round two? I, if you tell me Andrew Luck is healthy, yes. If he's not in this, is he in the same limbo status right now? No. But I have him ranked as a number one receiver. I like Ty- Tyreek Hill better, but he's right there, right after him. I mean, uh, T.Y. T- Hilton got 80 catches with, you know, the poor quarterback play that he had. He's going to end up back to being a, a 90 catch guy with Andrew Luck. Okay. And uh, I'll stop going through the rounds if you want to just talk about your teams. And uh, what I would say is, we talked about this in the car on the way back from the delicious lunch. Might be the deepest we've ever seen the quarterback position. And in PPR leagues, uh, it's got to be like unbelievable fall out of your chair value. Otherwise, you're waiting. I think that that's the perfect way to put it, Adam. Yes. Because the first quarterback was taken 37th overall, so that's round four. I think that's the absolute earliest anybody should consider taking a quarterback this year because there are so many guys that should be able to get you 20-plus most weeks. Now, you can make the case that, well, I want a guy that's going to get me 25 or 30-plus most weeks. 
you can still – I still think that there are several of those quarterbacks that you can find after round four. And the longer you wait and the value is just so obvious in front of your face, more so this year than in previous years, that's when you pull the trigger. And if you never have that opportunity and you're in round 10 and you still haven't taken a quarterback, it's okay. Because when you get to round 10, there's still going to be a lot of quarterbacks anyway that you're going to be a fired lot, up. A lot. Like, you're going to be fired up drafted? drafting them. No. no he didn't get drafted. Matt Ryan didn't get drafted. There, and Matt Ryan didn't get drafted. No. That's a, I mean, yeah. There's so many, there's just so many this year. And that's a big difference I think, for me. Standard and PPR is, uh, it's just, it doesn't make sense in PPR. They're, they're much less valuable. I wonder if there's a case to be made for taking two quarterbacks this year, regardless of format. Provided that you've got enough bench space, just because it's going to be incredible values, you're going to be in round 10 and you're going to see the quarterbacks that are left, whether you took one early or not. You're going to say, holy cow, yeah. how do I let these well, guys get I, past right, me? I like the garoppolo Roethlisberger combo. I example. do too. But yeah. also, how about you take two quarterbacks, you're keeping one off waivers, You know that guy that could beat you. The problem is that people will get tired of carrying two. They'll have their one stud. They'll roll with him. Something will happen to their team. A player will get hurt or someone hot will be on the waiver wire. And you'll look at your bench and you say, I don't want to cut this handcuff running back. I don't want to cut this receiver who's good. What's the most likely player you're going to cut then? It's going to be a quarterback. So that's the, that's the, you know, double-edged sword with taking two at that position. But I did it in this draft too. All right. I want to hear your final thoughts on, on this draft and the team. And then we'll get into the AFC South and the NFC South. But. Man, it used to be so annoying to buy tickets to sports, to concerts, to theater, to comedy shows. Complicated, confusing. Not anymore. I hear there's a great Foo Fighters concert coming in the uh, summer. Great Foo. Oh, yeah. You know it. Uh, Foo Fighters playing at Jones Beach, playing at the Garden. Look, you want to go to a concert or a game or whatever, use SeatGeek. Download the app right now and get 20 bucks off your first purchase with our promo code FFT. That's a really good offer. Right, that's like you go to you go to a Falcons game and you save twenty bucks. You can get like ten hot dogs because they have the best concession stands. But anyway, SeatGeek SeatGeek saves you time and money. Searches multiple ticket sites, brings in all those results, finds the best deals, and that's how you get the bang for your buck. You know, it's it's uh, it's like capitalism. It's all about competition and what all you know. I used to major in economics for like three semesters and then I quit. You did? You can tell. Yeah, you can tell. I don't you're know what a quitter. I am a quitter, just like the Bean Boozles. But SeatGeek is all about competition. That's how you know you're getting the best prices. So you get on there, it searches multiple sites, and it, and it shows you where the value is. And it makes it really easy for you to get great seats. So uh, also, every purchase fully guaranteed. Forgot about that. That's a big deal. Fully guaranteed. You can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Download the SeatGeek app. Promo code is FFT. Promo code FFT. For twenty bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Okay, but spitting it. <laughs> Just eat it already. No, let's I go. I did one. Uh, Jamie, want to be a man about this? Oh, I don't care about those. Yeah, so come on, let's spin for Jamie. <sighs> Jamie has. Now we didn't even need to take one. Jamie has a really good team. Jamie, you have like an all-star team. How did you do this? Hold on, wait. I want you to tell us as you eat a juicy bear, juicy bear, juicy pear, or booger. It'll be like that one, like the freckled green one. Listen, Jamie has arguably, like, maybe the top quarterback, probably not, but maybe the top quarterback, maybe the top tight end, maybe the top running back. Okay, Russell Wilson, David Johnson, and Carlos Hyde. It's either a juicy pear or a booger. What'd you get? <laughs> you're trying to figure it out? It's gotta be a pear. Yeah, you're not, like, I'll do it again. Uh, these over. things don't bother me, though. You, you want another me. one? 
You don't want to mix flavors. Don't you want to savor the pear okay. a little bit? Okay. It is going to be the... The one you turned it to yourself? Uh, no. Caramel corn or moldy cheese. Oh, I don't, I don't Honestly, know. I don't know if there's a wrong way to go with that. <laughs> it's uh, that one, that one yep. right there. All right. Here's Jamie's team. Russell Wilson. Oh, moldy cheese. Is it moldy? Is it bad? No. Oh, all right. All right, give me that. Give me that. No, he's picking one at random. Give me that thing. Okay, I knew you this would no, work. No, you don't have to spin. Just give it to me. No, I do have to spin. We're just going to put it over here. No, I thought you were going to take one. No, no. Fool. All right, Wilson, David Johnson, and Carlos Hyde. What rounds did you get Carlos Hyde in? Fifth. Wilson, David Johnson, Carlos Hyde, Devontae Adams, Josh Gordon. So those are your first – oh, those are four of your first five picks. And Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. So your first five picks were David Johnson, Devontae Adams, Kelsey, Kelsey. Josh Gordon, Gordon, Hyde. Gordon, that's See, a great. I, I, I think I think Gordon fell right in your lap. So you had that happen twice, Adams and Gordon. So with um, your quarterback discussion, I didn't say anything because I, I I was looking at it with Russell Wilson, and I didn't like anybody else there. So I don't know if the value was so good. Late round six. Yeah, I mean, but that he was the third quarterback still on, off the board, you know. So I wasn't planning on a quarterback that early, per really? se. Yeah. I just didn't like anything else. Okay, that's another. That's a good point. You know, the the picks after that were Hogan, Crowder, Chris Carson to Dave, of course, Hunter Henry, Deshaun Watson, Drew Brees. Jamie had already drafted a tight end, so he wasn't interested in Henry or Graham. You're right. You're right. That's that's another point in the draft where you get take a quarterback. You love the value, or you just don't love anyone else. So I, I'm, take a I'm great just looking player. at it as like I I really don't. Go into draft saying I got to fill out my starting lineup first before I start to take reserves, but that's what ended up happening because all I was left with was the flex spot, uh-huh. and so it just was. He's going to play for me every week, mm-hmm. and he has a chance to be amazing. Okay, Dave, I'm sorry. This has just gone on. I did not produce a good show today, so so we can get to the uh, intriguing players. Give me your thoughts on your team, which had the first overall pick. I I enjoyed this one. I think I got a good deal by getting Tyreek Hill and Lashawn McCoy with my back to back picks. In rounds two and three, rounds four, five were Golden Tate and Devin Funches. I wasn't as excited about those guys as as I was hoping to be. Who was still available? Because I think that's very early on Funches in this format. I, I don't mind Funches as of now. There there could obviously be changes, but I think he's still going to end up being the number one wide receiver. Yeah, but he's at best their Carolina, third, their third target. Allen Robinson. He could be their second. Juju Edelman. Over who? Uh, over Olson. Oh no! Well, Olson's getting up there. I mean, I drafted Olson, but he's not without risk. Um, so yeah, the, the wide receivers after Funchess were, like I said, Allen Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Julian Edelman, and Jordy Nelson. Yeah, I probably would have gone running back over Funchess there with the guys that were. Still Who was over. left? Lamar Miller, Lamar Deion Miller, Lewis, Carlos Hyde, Miller, uh, Jamal Williams, Zaz Constant. No, Collins was gone. Uh, Lamar Miller, fiftieth overall. You don't like that? He's going to be very polarizing because of how he played with Deshaun Watson. I Which thought of, I did think about Evan Ingram, but I no, think no, it wasn't first pick good. around five. Huh? It wasn't that good. He had one good game. It was great. One good, yeah. So we were saying Lamar Miller wasn't that good with Watson, right? No, he was okay. Yeah, he was okay. That's the thing. I, I was like, I bet he had really good numbers with Watson. No, he didn't. He was Lamar Miller. <laughs> he was. It didn't matter. Joe Philbin was right about him. But maybe. Okay, so after the guys that I took, Chris Carson, I thought fell to me in round six. I was happy with that. Last pick of round six. Hunter Henry was the first pick in round seven. Needed a tight end. He was the best one there. I just didn't want to mess around. Yep. 
Uh, I'm not going to mess around with tight end this year. I think I'm going to try and get one at a fair value. I had the same thing happen last year, and I was happy with how that wound up. Carson Wentz, 96th overall, yeah. last pick around eight. Sorry, I think that that was irresistible. Yep. Took him, took Crabtree at 97th that overall. Could be, a steal. could be. We'll see how it ends up. But at 97 overall, I don't think there's necessarily anything as a terrible pick. Kenneth Dixon was the best available running back at 120th overall. That's the end of round 10. Marquise Lee in round 11. George Kittle went with two tight ends. Got him at the end of round 12. Chargers DST in round 13. They're my number two DST as of right now. And I did that figuring that I could get a second quarterback at a phenomenal value with the last pick in round 14. I did that with Jameis Winston. Yeah. And he's on, he's also been a guy I've taken on two of my teams so far as my backup quarterback. Normally don't like to have a backup quarterback, but you've got to get one if you draft Carson Wentz. Uh, I got a kicker with my last pick. I took Greg Zerline in the third to last round. Just like we talked about on Monday. Were you happy? Yeah, I was happy. Do you think it made your team? I, I think I have the best kicker and the best DST. I took the Jaguars and I took, uh, Legatron. It doesn't mean you have the best team. It doesn't mean I have the best team, but so I have the best year you kicker. you would have taken the Broncos and Justin Tucker. Uh, yeah. I, I feel pretty confident about the Jaguars though. They, s- the point is, there's nobody going around, around then that's so good. Except for quarter. Oh no, I, I don't think there's a problem with it, but. Yeah. Just be careful. With <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. Um, off-season intrigue. Who's the most interesting player for you on each AFC South team? Let's start with the Houston Texans. Most interesting player. The quarterback. Yeah. Tom Savage. You have him ranked where? Deshaun Watson. Fifth. Fourth. Ahead, yeah. Fourth or fifth. I am fifth. And in these drafts, he's going, you know, around then. Uh, I took him as the fifth one in the standard draft. Right, last second to last pick of round six. Uh, yeah, about eight picks before Drew Brees. Yeah, he's pretty interesting. Uh, are you concerned about his athletic ability coming back from the knee injury? No. Okay. It's not the same injury anymore. Are you concerned that he's not as good as Mitchell Trubisky? Well, it depends <laughs> on who you ask. <laughs> yes, Pro Football Focus. Uh, that was interesting. They graded Trubisky better than Watson. They do a great job, but. Somebody's got to flag that down. I mean, they, they, they somebody's be like, "Hey guys, can we have like a, a five hour meeting about or this?" Or they explain it. They did sort of explain it. They said that it, that Deshaun Watson would have rated much higher if you took away his game against Jacksonville when he came in as a replacement. He wasn't that I mean, bad. Th- this is the metrics versus watching football. Yeah, they're, give they're, me a break. Sometimes you just got to watch the game. Watson played. He started six games and he scored. 40 or more points in three of them. Unbelievable. Uh, I don't know what else yeah, to say. Yeah, you just got to be concerned about it, you know, is the sample size. Same thing with Garoppolo. Is it enough to say that these guys are great? And I think most people that saw them play will say, yes, these guys are great. Okay. Uh, Dave, do you have someone else or are we good? Well, you can talk about the running backs there yeah. and whether or not Deontay Foreman can come back and be healthy and, and make a difference uh, in, in that run game. We already mentioned that Lamar Miller isn't that exciting of a fantasy option. I believe you called him polarizing. I think, I think that you, you just, you look at Foreman and what he's capable of doing is just a lead back for that team. And if he's ready to go, I wouldn't be surprised if he led them in carries this year, led them in rushing touchdowns this year. I'd and be even mixed in a couple of catches. I'd too. be shocked if they didn't add somebody just because you don't know what Foreman's going to be. And that would kind of ruin it for all of them. All right, I'm going to give you a multiple-choice question. How many 
carries of 20-plus yards did Lamar Miller have in 2017? A, 1. B, 4. C, 8. What's D? There is none. B. I'll I'll say. Is that what it is? No, it's Jamie's guess. I was going to guess 3, so I'll say – one well, he gave you the different. answers. The three is not one. <laughs> well, he said he was. I, was I, like if, if he wouldn't have oh, given okay. multiple <laughs> choice, I would have said. I'll say D three. Uh, no, I'll say one. Uh, one is correct. He had one carry of twenty yards. That's pretty bad. Uh, all right, going to the. To be fair, the offensive line had a lot of issues there. Oh boy, I'm holding a sneeze. Whew, that was close. All right, to be fair, let's go to Tennessee. Who's the most interesting player for you on Tennessee, Dave? I think Derrick Henry is kind of obvious at this point, so I'm not going to say that he's the most interesting. I think Corey Davis is the most interesting player. I'd love to see him make a jump in his second season. I'm I'm encouraged by what I've heard about Matt LeFleur, the offensive coordinator there, who's going to probably put in an offense that will that that'll work more as a West Coast type of a fit, and they'll have creative ways to have Marcus Mario to throw to Corey Davis. Okay, Corey Davis for you. I, I see, uh, I see potential in him. Yeah. I see, I think Delaney Walker's interesting. All he does is like, finishes a starting tight end every year. He's gonna be 34 years old. He's Larry Fitzgerald. What if I told you that he wasn't gonna be on the Titans? Well, yeah, what's, what do you think? Will he be on the Titans? I think they, if he doesn't restructure his contract, I think they can move on. Well, that would help Corey Davis, wouldn't it? Uh, alright. Well, and they have John U. Smith, who they spent a big draft pick on. Last year. Jamie, let's go to Jacksonville. Who's the most interesting player for you in Jacksonville? Their whole receiving core? No. no I mean, there, there's some that think there's, that Allen Robinson's coming back for sure. Uh, I've heard they're going to franchise tag him. Um, probably could. So you have Robinson and Marquise Lee as free agents. Uh, Allen Hearns, uh, one of the worst contracts in recent memory at that position. They'll say bye bye to him. And a couple of young receivers that showed some some flashes of potential last year. So what they should do is try and keep Robinson, let Marquise Lee walk, cut Allen Hearns, and go with a three-receiver, at least their top three receivers, of Robinson, Westbrook, and Keelan Cole. Um, so we'll see how it all plays out. Okay. But obviously it all depends on who the quarterback uh, is. We'll just say Allen Robinson's the most interesting, right? He went in the middle of round five. In the, is this the PPR? The, this is the PPR draft, middle of round five. And in the standard scoring draft, Allen Robinson went in the beginning of round five. Yeah, I took him. To Jamie, yeah. Before Marvin Jones, before Larry Fitzgerald in standard. Yeah, I and think there's much more upside if he's right. PPR, he went after Fun- after Tate and Funchess. He went before Juju Smith-Schuster. All right, uh, let's Third go. Their quarterback is also going to be interesting. He, I don't I think, think anybody's going to draft him. I think he was the number 13 the quarterback. quarterback in fantasy. No one's going to draft Blake Bortles, but will it be Blake Bortles? It probably will, given their cap situation and what they owe him. Well, it's a wrist injury that he's probably not going to be able to throw, so they're going to have to. I mean, if his it. wrist wasn't hurt, they'd, they'd pummel him onto the waiver wire and find somebody else. Um, by the way, I have to correct something from earlier. You're going to have it being boozled? It was really related to uh, to what I was going to say about Leonard Fournette because I think he's interesting because you see his the difference in his value in standard and PPR, about a round difference in the two drafts that we just did. Can he catch more passes? I think he can. Yes. Um, I was going to use Ezekiel Elliott as an example, but I actually got the stat wrong. I was looking at Zeke's targets, not his catches. He only had 26 catches in 10 games. So that's what, like 40 catches mm-hmm. for the year, which isn't bad. 
Um, so yeah, uh, Fournette had what? Do we know if he was around thirty? Yeah, he's on. Uh, yeah, Fournette had uh, thirty thirty six catches in thirteen games. So yeah, maybe he can get forty five, fifty. That would be great. Maybe he shouldn't be around later in PPR. Uh, okay, and then finally, the Colts. Who, we'll stop with this, and we'll do some emails, and we'll save the uh, NFC South for our next show. Who's the most interesting player, uh, intriguing offseason player for the Colts, Dave? I think well, I'm going I'm to take away Andrew Luck. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say T.Y. Hilton. Okay. Because I'm curious what they do elsewhere on offense. I would not have liked T.Y. Hilton if Josh McDaniels had landed there. Because I think McDaniels would have really tried to work on that inside-out type of offense that – he's come to use with New England. Both Frank Reich there, I think that they can get very creative with T.Y. Hilton. I just want to know who he's got to compete with for targets. Jamie? Colts? Can I give... I'll Jack Doyle. Like, I know how much I'm going to like T.Y. Hilton if luck is healthy. I I know that any running back is going to... Unless they take one in the early rounds, is going to be, you know, kind of a fun fun upside gamble. I don't know how I feel about Jack Doyle. I don't know how I would have felt about Jack Doyle if luck were healthy, you know, had been healthy going into 2017. Oh, I love Doyle. I, I know, and, and there's he, plenty of reason, but but they've always used two tight ends. Will they add another? You know, they didn't really last year. Swope was either hurt or bad. I, I, or but I mean, there's going to be a philosophical change now. Clearly, I don't know if two be, tight ends are going to be in the cards. They're going to have to – they'll bring in somebody else, but Doyle's going to be a star. Well, that's the back. thing. Like, that's I mean, a big word to use, and I don't necessarily disagree. Yet, he was top nine in yeah, this year. He was top five in PPR. I had him as seventh, but that could be wrong. I mean, maybe I'm off. He had those second most catches. Yeah, he was he was great, and yeah. I, I think you know, just given what the quarterback track record is there with the tight end position yeah. over different coordinators, I, I don't think that really matters. Was he a top ten tight end because they had no one else to throw to other than Hilton, and the quarterback was risk averse? So you see, they, that's the thing, right? They don't have anybody else now outside Felton and the quarterback. But they, they, I don't think they go into the diverse. season that way. Right, but so I was looking at that. He only had one fewer target than T.Y. Hilton, Jack Doyle. I was like, there's no way Doyle's only going to have one fewer target than Hilton. But at the same time, he only had 108 targets. That's Andrew not a Luck's lot. best seasons have featured the tight ends both times. But you said plural. Yeah. I mean, right, that's that's the thing. It, if it, he's the only guy, then it sets up for I don't think they're – look, awesome. are they getting Jimmy Graham? I doubt it. Are they going to draft somebody prominently? Maybe, but they have so many other holes. Like that's a spot for them where they can get by with a second guy that's not necessarily a featured option. And you go back to what you were saying, Adam, about using multiple guys. Dwayne Allen was touchdown dependent. He wasn't a featured part of the team. He was a touchdown guy. Kobe Fleener was the guy when those two guys were there. Yeah. You know, So I, I think Doyle is uh, – is is he of the ilk of you know the upside of somebody like an Evan Ingram? No. Is he a star like Rob Gronkowski? No. He's he's in that you know whatever tier you want to call it, second or third tier. But he's clearly a top ten fantasy tight end going into the season. It's really more about and, opportunity. And, and the upside with else. Andrew Luck being healthy is off the charts. All right, this is an email from Chris in Rocket City. Dear John, Peyton, Jake, and Trevor. Broncos quarterbacks. With Denver potentially looking to free agency for their quarterback, could you break down how you think the likely available quarterback options would affect the fantasy value of their skill players? We kind of did this with the Browns last episode. So if they get Cousins. That would be awesome. Demarius Thomas is what? I said if the Bronco, if the Browns get Cousins, Josh Gordon is a top, top blank. 12. You said 10 or 12, 12. Yep. What about Demarius? Top 15. Because he's still got to share with other players, whereas I think Josh Gordon would hog it a little bit. Oh, Gordon's going to share with other players too. 
They're not getting rid of Corey Coleman. They're still going to use. No, but Corey Coleman's not getting the targets that Emmanuel Sanders would get. He is. All right. So in an unrealistic scenario, we clone Kirk Cousins. We put him on both Cleveland and Denver. Which wide receiver gets more targets? Which wide receiver do you rank higher in fantasy, Demarius or Gordon? Gordon. Gordon. Both targets and ranking. Uh, Standard Gordon PPR Demarius. I'll go Gordon in both. Okay. Um, legend of Josh Gordon. Let's hope it's provided he doesn't knucklehead it during the. And like, I'm a guy who never takes Emmanuel Sanders, but I would start taking Emmanuel Sanders, especially since he'd be a good value. Yeah, I don't. I don't think people are going to climb into round five to get him out of control again. Well, let's see where he went. He went. He went at the end of round nine. Yeah, it's freaking Jamie who was drafting for Scott White, which pissed me off. It was one pick right before I was going to take Emmanuel Sanders. So if if Cousins goes there, is he a round seven pick? Easy. Maybe around six. Easy. Right. Like Funches or Sanders. People will take Sanders. Maybe. Yeah. Not this people. Okay. Last email from Dusty. Where's Dusty from? Dusty is from Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, Damar, Jonas, Serge, and Kyle. Jamie, those sound like basketball players. Damar, Jonas, Serge, and Kyle. Um, what team is Serge Ibaka on? Ibaka's on the Raptors. Oh. There are, DeMar yeah. DeRozan, Valanciunas, yep. Kyle Lowry. Yeah, good Maybe for you. me. Keep three. Two-round penalty each year. Can only keep players for three years total. All the players I could keep for three years except Gordon and Evans, who I can keep for two more years. And he has a 12th pick. And the first three rounds don't snake. Okay. So pick three. Julio in the first. Gordon in the first. Melvin. Evans in the seventh. Wow. Russell Wilson in the eighth. Ertz in the 13th and Drake in the 13th. Well, you gotta go late here, right? But, oh, God, can you pass up Gordon or Julio in the first with, you got Evans in the seventh, Wilson in the eighth, Ertz in the 13th, yes. Drake in the 13th. Pick three. Right now it'd be Evans, Ertz, and Drake, but there are some people that speculate that if CJ Anderson is let go, that Adam Gase would try to bring him to Miami. He tried before, right? Mm hmm. Evans, Ertz, and Drake, right? I think clearly no, not Russell Wilson and probably not Julio Jones. I don't, I mean, is Melvin Gordon so good that you'd keep him in the first round over like Drake in the 13th? No. Wouldn't you be tempted to do it though when there's other people in your league who are going to keep three players and that drains the top talent in your, in, you your know what? Redra- in the draft portion of your league? And for Dusty, he's got the 12th pick and it's not a snake draft for the first three rounds. So I might take Melvin Gordon. Otherwise, you could be. Yeah, but you're also star. you're also throwing back somebody that helps you without picking back to back in the early parts of the draft. But you have no chance of getting Melvin Gordon. Or, well, well, you yeah. just said you're taking the Jaguars defense at the end because there's nobody available that late, and now he has Kenyon Drake that late. Kenyon Drake's a lot worse on draft day than Gordon. Like, not with the twelve round difference. I know, but but if you walk out, uh, all right. Like I'm cool with that. But like, let's just say he you ends do up get with, Evans in round. Okay, seven. so here, here here's the thing. Let's say he gets Saquon Barkley at 12 as the Colts starting running back, uh, and Kenyon Drake at the in the 13th round, as opposed to Melvin Gordon and whoever he's thrown a dart at at the end of the. I round. hope he can get him. Yeah, I mean there are going to be 36 players kept, and he's got the 12 picks. He's got the it's, 40, so it's so it's Chubb. So picks. it's you know Michelle, whatever the case may be. Um, yeah. Well, I know I put on weight, Jamie. You'd have to call me Chubb. That's you it. Put on a little bit more weight. <laughs> no, uh, are you really no, going to go no, without? No. All right, all right, fine. All right, can I spin, or are you just going to cherry pick your flavor? I'm going to cherry pick it. Oh, uh, you took the easy one. You took the blue. 
So it's either a berry blue or toothpaste. Or toothpaste. Oh, yeah. No, chew it and swallow it. Right, Be a well, big boy. Oh, this is really the one a, you tried to spit really out before. Toothpaste. This is like the kitty bean boozle. Yeah. Mm, my gosh. Well, I had to brush like my the teeth. Easy, right? You could have had tutti frutti or stinky socks. <laughs> How do they get stinky socks in a in the flavor? I don't know, Dave. Why don't you find out? All right, pass it over. I'll tell you. There you go. We're at a minute and five here, so. But, oh, minute God. and five feels like it's been an hour. Shoot. Ah, no, 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 I can't drink. no, no. Why not? No, no. I'm done. Damn it! I Let's got tutti frutti. Uh, try again. It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it's really just a great jelly. Beer. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Right.